Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Kinsbach. And I'm Patty Kinsbach. And we live and travel full time in our RV. Each week we do a podcast and each week we try to give you a special tip. Because if you're like us, you kind of like to have a good tip or two to make life a little bit easier on the road for you. Mm -hmm. And if you're like us, you are probably very sick and tired of the high fuel prices. Well, that brings us to the tip of the week this week. We've discovered something that might help out. It's a diesel fuel card program open to anybody who buys diesel fuel. Could be a diesel pickup truck, RV, or a semi. And by the way, these people are also going to introduce a gasoline card soon, too. But people are saving an average of 30 to 40 cents per gallon off the pump price. And we've seen even more in places. There are no sign-up fees or membership fees to join. And there's no long-term contracts to sign. No hidden fees. It's pretty simple stuff. Yeah, you buy the fuel at specific locations like Loves and Travel Centers of America. And you download a free app with the card to help you find truck stops in the program. And it allows you to map the truck stops in your current area. You pay for your purchase like you would a debit card. It takes the amount from your checking account in like one to two days. It's not a credit card. It's called the TSD Open Roads Fuel Card. Now we're going to put it in the description below so you can just click on it and maybe it's something that'll work for you. I know it's working for us. And I'll tell you another thing. If we would have had that when we traveled through Michigan, we would have saved between $100 and $200 on fuel. Darn it. We just got it a little too late. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. But at least we have it. We have it now. By the way, I know something you'd like to have. What? An RV with a sunroof. Oh. Oh, that's so cool. Tell me more about it. We're going to talk about that coming up in the podcast. Oh, looking forward to hearing that. You know, a while ago, we were contacted by Tim Apple. Tim is a sharp businessman. Oh, yeah. Loves to travel, especially in RVs. Mm-hmm. And he does it in style. Oh, Well, we stuck up a good friendship with Tim because he's been to some great places and he has really good advice. He's very experienced, too, when it comes to RV travel. He does analysis and research better than anybody I know. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of spreadsheets on everything. Mm -hmm. Lives in Florida now, Mm -hmm. but originally was from Northeast Ohio. Have you ever noticed those big, luxurious motorhomes that rumble down the roads? Oh, I have. (laughs) Well, Tim had one. Oh, wait till you hear this. Tim, welcome to our podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Jeff and Patty. You're not a stranger to RVing, are you? No, you're not. No, no, we've been doing that a long time. Yeah, how long have you been at it? When did you start? So we bought our first RV in... 
I think it was 1992, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, it was a diesel, it was 36-foot diesel, and we've had five RVs since then. No kidding. I don't feel so bad. I've only, I've only had three. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have to say that you were a great influence when we were looking for an RV. Yeah. You kept saying, you got to go bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Do you do. So I, especially when you live in a full-time. Yeah. I never lived in mine full-time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've done a lot of traveling. Now, how did you RV? Did you have it on your property? Did you keep it in storage? Yeah, how did you travel? because you were travel? never full-time, so you just uh, took it on vacations? Correct. It started, well, I, I grew up in uh, Kent, Ohio, which is not far from where you, that's how I knew you from listening to you for years on the radio. Right. And followed you on, you know, all the Instagram, Facebook and everything. And then when you retired and, and got into the RVing, I was like, oh, that's really interesting because I was into RVing, you know, our, our whole adult life. But um, it started with my mom my parents had a little teeny tiny like 23 foot camper took us out west when i was probably eight years old and so my wife and i bought our first diesel and uh, about every four years we'd upgrade till we finally had a 45 footer you know i I had a a place that i could store it right behind my business in uh, in kent and so we would just take it on you know a couple weeks a year and then when we finally moved down to florida we took it out west and left it in a and actually right around Phoenix oh, area right. at a place that. called National Indoor RV Storage which I would highly recommend National Indoor RV there it's a fantastic company fantastic com- you know whole concept so uh, if anybody's looking to store theirs or or anything great company that's good so we would fly out to Phoenix pick up the RV drive around out west drive it back and then Uber to the airport and fly back to Fort Myers oh my god oh that's nice did wow. you tow a car i always towed a jeep some kind of Jeep. I've had multiple Jeep Wranglers, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, Jeeps are excellent tow vehicles. Oh yeah. So that I must, know you have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely tow a Jeep. That must have been a lot of fun flying out to Arizona, getting in the RV and going. Now tell us about that forty-five foot RV. So it's the same width and height as yours. So you know when you're going down the road, you don't even notice it. The tag axle on a forty-five foot, you know, fifty thousand pound RV makes it very stable. Mm-hmm. The wind, you can't feel the RVs, uh, the motorhomes um, or semis. You don't even know that they pass you. Wow. Very strong, stable, heavy, heavy unit. So. It was, you know, and I always, I always planned ahead a lot. I didn't just show up at a campground and say, here I am. I tried to always have a reservation and I always asked for the largest site they have, corner site. I told them I was big and, you know, three slides and really didn't have much problem as long as you plan ahead. Right, exactly. Well, you had a Newmar King Air, right? Yes, I did. That is an awesome high-end RV. What made you decide on that? Wait a minute. Before you get into the big one, let's hear about the other ones first. Yeah, Patty makes a good point. We started with a Gulfstream 36 foot, and it was a diesel, but it was small. And then we upgraded to a Fleetwood um, that I bought in Streetsboro. And then we upgraded to another Fleetwood that I really liked that. That was, I bought that in Florida at Lazy Days. Well, now, did and you, drove down, picked it up. Did you buy new or used when Always you were doing Always bought new. Every one of mine new. were new. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But the problem is, you know, every time you get a new one, you want better and bigger and more, you know, amenities and more motors and more gadgets than you had before. If you're not going to be excited about it before you buy, you might as well not buy it. When we had the 42-footer, that was a very nice coach, and it had a tag axle. And what, which um, one and was so that? What that was of? a Fleetwood as well. Fleetwood, it was, okay. it was called it was a Fleetwood got purchased by American Coach. I don't know when, mm-hmm. so it was in the American Coach family, but it was extremely luxurious. Mm-hmm. And then we finally, I thought I wanted a, um, a Tiffin, 
And I went in asking for an Allegro bus and I looked at Zephyr and the largest Newmar dealer in the, I think the country is here in Fort Myers, North Trail RV. And I met an amazing salesperson, Eric Martinez. I would highly recommend Eric. And he said immediately, you're a Newmar buyer. But I had too many questions and too many things and you know started looking at the new mars and before you know it i had spreadsheets and i was like well for a little bit more you could get this and up all the way up to the king air um so. no compromises with the king air wow. so yeah i mean i i absolutely loved it I, I i could live in it full time too it was fantastic and when there was only two of us and we didn't have our kids that 45 felt very big you know the full wall slide there was plenty of room to move around and two bathrooms like patty likes oh, and the washer and dryer on board so yeah great great unit I'm um, very happy at the new mark quiet and we love our quiet we do and i've got a question oh i bet you i know what it is <laughs> okay so how much was that so when i bought it five years ago it was it was about a million but they discounted it down to right around i think we paid 710 oh that's pretty um, good right now they're like a 1.6 million and they're not discounting them wow, wow. Jeez. Wow. So I actually sold it for almost what I paid for it. Wow. I believe that. Yeah, because yeah. the used market is through the roof. Yeah. Well, it went through the roof through COVID, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a good question, and that is, why did you sell it? So we bought a house in Key West. Oh, never mind. And, <laughs> I, and I can't have too many toys. Right. <laughs> Oh so, gosh. yeah, you can only do so many things with your, your spare time. And um, I don't know, we've been motorhoming for a long time and kind of just felt like there was you know, running out of places to see and things to do. Yeah. And I still like it. I still love it. I'd recommend it. But we just thought we'd try this chapter in our life for a little while. So fortunately, we can drive to Key West in five hours. So Yeah. Wow. I remember, yeah, we really like it there. I remember at one time you sent us a video of the King Air, of the inside. And boy, was that Thing. beautiful it was so luxurious it was just it took a year to erase that from her mind <laughs> man that was just amazing yeah they do a good job there's the yeah. lighting is you know i still never figured out all the light switches and oh, everything there's lights under counters and yeah, yeah. i mean yours is very beautiful yeah, i really like yours mm-hmm. yeah we like it too it and it's been uh, running really well for us and yeah. patty calls it the mansion because we went from 30 feet to 38 feet and a plus an extra I don't know slide how you, did it. you know with the now that we have the slides on both sides in the front here oh it just makes it so much wider i can't believe how small that base star was that's amazing but i've yeah, spoiled her tim i know and diesels are so great because the, the storage yes. underneath is at least three times what oh, you had before yes we just have so much more storage we were just busting out with the base star and now we've just you know yeah. we've got plenty of storage there's and, a big difference yeah so it's great there's a big difference but and the, the torque and the quietness diesels yeah. are amazing yeah, yeah but you're 45 oh my gosh now did your wife ever drive any of your rvs so when we bought the, the i forgot to tell you uh the one right before the king air was a 29 it was a 29 foot sprinter one of those little sprinter oh uh-huh. mercedes sprinter ones yeah and she's like i can drive this yeah and uh we've camped in that a few times and said absolutely not i couldn't even set my toothbrush down in the bathroom no kidding <laughs> Too small. so we we traded that in. i forgot that was the fifth one so okay. yeah we traded that in on the king air and she made me sign a contract that she will never have to drive the king air not even a foot oh. no kidding. wow <laughs> oh. so i i signed the contract and we got it <laughs> yeah, I, I mean i probably have you know sixty thousand miles driving rvs and by that point it's really no big deal and what i like about an rv is that opposed 
opposed to like a boat is if you stop the RV, it stops. Mm -hmm. And you you know, if you get in trouble, you stop the RV, you get out, you look around, you you calm down and and somebody's outside. Whereas if you stop a boat, it keeps on moving. Yeah. And you know, I just always told myself, you're not in a hurry, you're on vacation, relax, enjoy it. And if you get in trouble, stop, get out, assess the situation and get back in and try to figure it out. But you really never got in trouble with that thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you ever have anything unusual happen? Anything funny or a problem? Oh, the problems, I don't want to talk about that. I've listened to too many of your podcasts. We all know that that happens in the RV industry, of course. But no, we had, you know, we had a really good time with it because we didn't, you know, we didn't full time in it. So usually you'd have a couple issues. You bring it back, get it fixed, and you're not going to use it for months. So it really, you know, it was, it was good. Yeah. Um, And buying brand new, I know you've had the discussion, brand new used. Yeah, absolutely. The first year, you're going to spend some time back at the, at the dealer getting things fixed. But mm-hmm. uh, usually after the first year, they run pretty well for you. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of a really funny, you know, really strange incident. Um, I'm sure if I spent some time, I could think of it, but not off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, you know, I got to thank you a lot because there's a couple of times when you have warned me, do not take your RV here. And I think one of the places was in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, near Telluride. So we took it from Colorado Springs to Durango, and that was an awful, awful drive. Mm-hmm. And I think I warned you not to take it up to Silverton because oh, that's a yes. that's yeah, what from Durango to Silverton is only like 20 miles, and there's a campground up there. But I would hate to drive that. No kidding. And then the other place, have you heard of like? OU or ORI? You've heard of it. Mm ORI, yeah. ORI. Yeah, Mm -hmm. been there. Mm -hmm. I've never been there, but they say avoid that in a motorhome as well. It's pretty steep. Yeah, yeah, we went there, there. Not in a motorhome, way yeah, before that. We were there, and we rented a Jeep there mm-hmm. and took a lot of the switchbacks and, uh, you know, just was absolutely gorgeous and everything. And you're right, you know what? I wouldn't want to take an RV there. Have you guys been to Sedona, Arizona? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loved There's that. no campgrounds very close, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's one of the most beautiful places in the country, I yeah. think. Very yeah. beautiful. And oh, I, yeah. I saw some of your pictures from Tombstone, and I think you were at Big Nose Kate's Saloon. <laughs> Before you started your podcast, you were putting out some little videos on, I don't know which which platform, oh, yes. and I saw you did a little 10-minute video on Tombstone and Bisbee. Right. And I said to my wife, come in here and watch this, and it, it that's the reason we went, because oh. of your video. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it wasn't even on my radar before that, but oh. I loved Tombstone. It was excellent. That's amazing. I didn't realize yeah, that. That's Bisbee cool. was a pretty interesting place, a real European feel. I know. Isn't it cute? It was very closed down for us when because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So we did get to do the copper mine. Mm-hmm. I really liked Tombstone a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you. It was funny. We were out in the street in Tombstone, and the gunslingers loved Patty. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was over at, what was it? One of the places where there was this lady all dressed up, and she grabbed me and tried to take me inside, Tim. I'll tell you. It was, <laughs> it was tough to resist. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. It's that's the fun of traveling is every day is a different day and every experience is different and there are memories you would never ever otherwise get and right. every city is different. It's yes. it's just a wonderful opportunity that you have. I, I'm very jealous that you're living that lifestyle. Well, you're not doing too shabby in uh, Key West <laughs> right. and Fort Myers. Yeah. So well, make sure when you come to Fort Myers, you visit us and uh, especially Key West. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're, we're... thinking about doing a, a swing down the uh, East Coast. We're going to mm-hmm. go up to New England and Maine and then uh, head down to Key West. And mm-hmm. yeah, we'll definitely Get stop down in there eventually, it. and we'll look for you for sure. So when you go to the New England, be really careful. Do some planning. What I found was there's not big rest stops like you would see anywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like parallel parking and um, not a lot of truck stops either. In fact, somebody warned me not to take the most easterly route up there. You take a little westerly that goes through like Pennsylvania and northern and we couldn't find a campground for hundreds of miles. We had to sleep in a Walmart. Oh, wow. Um, so do a little planning because New England is very old. The Boston Cape Cod RV park right there is close enough. You can drive to everything mm-hmm. just south of Boston a little bit. I really liked that campground. It was very nice. Look it up. But just do a little planning because mm-hmm. bridges are low. Roads are tight. It yeah. is not my favorite place to RV. Oh, interesting. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I've been using RV Trip Wizard, so I'm kind of mapping out my campgrounds to get up there does but. that allow you to put your height of your unit oh, in yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. important yes mm-hmm. so we actually left our rv at the at the campground in boston and drove mm-hmm. into boston and stayed mm-hmm. two nights in a hotel because you can't get your rv anywhere near right. the city of boston yeah interesting yeah, yeah. we're yeah. hearing that a lot that's yeah. good advice mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you'll love it yeah yes we do we've been here at back home at our home base for a, a little bit but we can't wait to get back out on the road and there's something about being in one place too long where you start getting ants in your yeah. pants. You know? uh-huh. I imagine. Yeah. We'll head up to uh, New England and Bar Harbor. Uh, mm-hmm. We do want to get across the uh, straits there to Nova Scotia if we mm-hmm. can. Then we want to come down the East Coast all the way down to Key yeah, West. Yeah, we and- hear there's a ferry that goes from Bar Harbor to Nova Scotia that we can put our RV on. My dad did that. He had a 40-foot Allegro bus, and he, he did that. He said, "How was it Halifax? That city way up there, or Bar Harbor? One of the two yes. was one of his favorite cities in the, in the country. Uh-huh. And he, t- he took a ferry, too, yeah. with his RV. Yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to do that. And it's then... amazing that you can put a 33 or 50,000-pound RV on a ferry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, my sister takes her 40-foot diesel over to Put-in-Bay. Oh, uh, all wow. the time. No she kidding. She puts it on the Miller Ferry. Oh, wow. my gosh. She's been doing that for 20 years, and yeah. she has a permanent campsite up there, spends the whole summer up there, and then comes back. Oh, my so, gosh. So, yeah. You know, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I may, wow. yeah. I may edit that out of this so nobody hears that. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, though, because you've got to have a campsite reserved on Putin Bay right. yeah. if you want to take yours over there. Yeah, um, that makes it, sense. The, the park that she's in, there is no vacancies ever. It, they're all permanents. Oh, I bet. Um, okay. And the state park is tight, real yeah. tight. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine so. so yeah. You may not want to take your RV over to Putin Bay, but um, it, you can do it. The ferry can do it. Yeah, right. you have to have a reservation. Yep. One more thing I want to tell you about. One of the top campgrounds uh, in the country is located on the it's one key away from key west mm-hmm. and their owner sites they you know go for five hundred thousand dollars and you can rent them wow so check it out wow so have you looked at the newmar guide for the best campgrounds in the country i've kind of browsed through it a little bit but recommend it i made it my effort any city that i went to to try to stay in one of those campgrounds uh-huh. wow. and they were all obviously fantastic yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. So most of those were owner-owned, you know, where you would rent the lot from an owner and they would have buildings and stuff on them. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, it's a little more expensive, but it's a treat if you can do it. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, check out that Newmar list. It's it's great. I used it a lot. There is a place near Geneva called Hearthside that we're going to be stopping at, and that's another one of those owner-run campgrounds. When we leave here, we're going up there, and uh, we're going to we'll check that out. Stop there for a few days, and we're looking forward to that because that's one of those luxurious motor coach resorts. Right. Also. Florida has five. Wow. wow. Oh yeah, I, five on Newmar's list. Wow. I believe it. And one of them is really close to Fort Myers, called River Bend Motor Coach. Mm-hmm. One of the nicest campgrounds I've ever stayed at. Mm-hmm. Every RV looks onto the lake. You know, there's a big middle lake, and you pull up, so you're looking out your windshield, and there's mm-hmm. a you know back and you pull in and it's i highly recommend that that resort was gorgeous wow well that's fantastic yeah well tim it is always a pleasure to talk with you thank you very much for being on the podcast today we really appreciate your advice i'll tell you man you're super yes thank you so Uh, much we enjoy your podcast we listen to them on the way to key west we binge your podcast get three or four and on the way to key west and back oh thank you (laughs) and i'll tell you it's a pleasure to talk to somebody who actually does a spreadsheet on things yeah i mean that's (laughs) everything yeah that's the clearest way to really do that research (laughs) yeah yeah it's good well, thank you. Enjoy your work. And it's been fun watching your journeys from the beginning until now, you know, you're doing all this. And uh, yeah, it's been really entertaining for me. So congratulations to you guys. You found a really awesome little niche in your retirement. Yes. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you so we much. Appreciate it, Tim. <laughs> we'll be down to see you. Yeah, we definitely okay. will. I'll send you the wine list. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Oh, what a great guy. I loved hearing everything he had to say. Yeah, Tim's a pretty cool guy indeed. And he's got some style. Oh, my God. Gosh, and deep pockets. Yes, deep pockets Some, for that style. Yeah, something we don't have. No. <laughs> we can't afford those kind of campgrounds. No, we will not be in all of those campgrounds like no. he suggested. But you know what? Every once in a while, it's good to treat yourself, right? That is true, and we do. Now, remember, Tim is not a full-time RVer. Right. Well, he's got two houses in Florida, so I fully understand. Gosh. Here's an interesting fact, though. Do you know that full-time RVers make up only 1.5% of all the RVers? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, you know, when we go to the campgrounds and we meet people, most of them say they have a home somewhere. Well, I've got a little something for you. How would you like an RV with a sunroof? Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Yep. This is a new product. It's out of Germany. It's called the Skydancer RV. It's 27 feet long. It's on a Mercedes-Benz frame, and it's got a sunroof that retracts. You imagine going through a national park with that? Oh, my gosh. That'd be incredible. Going anywhere with that. That would be so much fun. It's $178,000. Wow. But now, this is in Germany, Mm -hmm. so it's not here in the United States, but it's just a matter of time before somebody here will copy that idea. Yeah, 27 feet long. I don't know if you could put a sunroof, a retractable sunroof, on a huge motorhome. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Especially on vans, especially on B and C classes. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that would be fun. We're out of time for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that we're done, would you like some breakfast? I'll make you anything you want. Well, man, French toast sounds good. Oh, no. Pancakes? Uh, no, not in the mood. How about biscuits and sausage? No, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't feel like cooking. Why don't you just get a bowl of cereal? Ah, it's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.